Good afternoon, Rich Das, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Kirk Webby. He is the Chief Operating Officer at Smith. So I'm going to start there, Kirk, because uh, I met with you guys eh, maybe two months ago, and I got to be honest, I didn't know who Smith was. I was told you were the largest distributor that I had never heard of. So A, is that true? And B, why haven't I heard of you guys? Hey, Rich, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, that you're, you're not the first person to say that. Uh, you, you know, Smith is kind of that behind the scenes problem solver for, for our customers. So we're usually not, you know, the ones that are out in the public with the um, you, you know, with a lot of attention, but, uh, behind the scenes doing, you know, billions of dollars in sales, uh, supporting our customers is, is kind of how we like to, we like to stay, uh, you know, stay motivated. So just to be clear, you said billions with a B, right? With a B, correct. Yeah, it was a, okay. All right. Well, the reason I really want to talk to you has, um, isn't so much about Smith, but this need for, executing QA on counterfeit parts, especially as, as a distributor, um, you got to be sure that these parts that you're sending off to customers are the real McCoy. So um, how do you guys approach that? Yeah, Rich, I mean, that is, especially during these times where there are, you know, shortages in the market, that really opens up a door for the producers of counterfeit parts to, to try to enter. Um, so the, the alert and the assurance of quality is, you know, even at a higher level during these times, you know, as, as for Smith, our big thing, um, you know, really initially starts with the vendor, you know, choosing the right vendor that we purchase from and, and allowing us to, you know, measure our vendors and understand our vendors is really the biggest thing. And then from there, it really shifts into our internal quality control processes, which, you know, go through, you know, counterfeit detection, which is, you know, really a detailed process uh, to ensure that the parts are authentic. So supplier first, understanding who they are, what they uh, what they have, and then our internal process to ensure that things are uh, what they're supposed to be. Can you talk about that process a little bit? Yeah, that's the part I really want to get to. What actually are you doing? So parts come in and really the 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 first thing we're doing is, you know, verifying the uh, the information on the outer box of the parts. So do the labels look authentic? Do the labels match up? Do things scan correctly? Are words spelled correctly, you know, so kind of that first overall visual inspection of the outer packaging of the parts. Then it goes kind of more into a detailed process of pulling the parts out and really going into um, an inspection of the physical part, which includes, all right, do the part markings on the part match the outer box label? Do the part markings match this? Spec sheet. Does uh, do the 
do the dates that the, these parts were manufactured match up to what the specifications sheets say? So it's that first overall going, all right, does all of this line up to what should, uh, what should be on the markings of these parts? From there, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead, finish. No, from there you go into, you know, more of, you know, the, the, um, the, the attributes of the part. So it could be where you're looking, doing an x-ray of the part to see the internal makeup of the part. You could be decapsulizing the part where you're able to look at the internal die and the information on, on, on the die to, to ensure that it's authentic. So it goes really from inter from external packaging to, um, part, you know, inspection, and then to internal uh, part inspection or internal part uh, verification. So what is your recourse when you find something that doesn't match? Are you guys left holding the bag? Well, you, you really, um, I'll be honest, for us, it's a, it's, it's a rare occasion where we have that type of an issue because like I said earlier, it starts with the supplier. So we we make sure that our suppliers are uh, measured and you know understand what our quality process is once it gets in. So it's rare that we have that, um, and we have strong enough relationships with our our vendors where we can mitigate any of those issues. Okay, is it possible to say? What number, you know, what percentage are, are not authentic? Um, that, that's, that is, that's a harder number to, to, to come up with, but it's, it's, you know, for us, when we go through it, we're looking at all, you know, kind of everything together. The, like I said, the outside packaging, the internal part, uh, part markings, and then the internal structure of the parts to make a decision because we don't always have that information available to us. So we'll look at that and go, okay, these uh, seem to match everything on the spec sheet and we're good to move forward with the next part of the process or there could be some discrepancies. As a percentage, it's low for Smith. Um, I think out in the market, there, there's possibly a higher percentage of, of parts that circulate in the open market. So I assume you avoid certain suppliers. That's that's exactly right. So we we rate all of our suppliers, and we have a strong vendor management system in place that kind of keeps the the suspect vendors or or vendors that have had a, a a poor history outside of our supply chain. Okay, we're almost out of time, but there is another topic that I wanted to broach with you. You know, being as you, you, the relationship that you have with the design community. And it goes back to um, the supply chain issues, the chip shortage that we're in now. Um, what is the relationship like now with the design community? And or actually, question is, how has that relationship changed over the last few years? And how will it evolve in the next couple of years as we work through this? I think the way it's changed, Rich, is, um, you know, with these shortages, it's really pushed for an urgency to understand um, you know, how quickly can you get a change request through a, pr a process? How quickly can you redesign something 
to utilize a different uh, a different component or a different spec. So what I what I think is the days of this is the you know this is the solid BOM and things don't change um, are over. I think there's got to be some level of flexibility built into the design and bill of material process. On whose end? Who who needs that flexibility? You guys or your customer or your the supplier? Customer. Yeah, it would be more on the customer side, the the OEMs and the manufacturers that are going to have to have, hey, if option A doesn't work, we're going to have to go with option B. You know, so there's, you know, you know, more more engineering time and more time built built into the design to give them some flexibility. Oh, you're talking about design flexibility. I thought you were talking about pricing flexibility. No, no, I'm I'm speaking more on the design side on the manufacturing side of, of, of the flexibility, because even, you know, pricing where it, 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 pricing really is irrelevant if there's, if there's nothing to purchase, you know, so it's, <laughs> fair point. you know, you know, so if it's, Hey, I'd love to have this part. And even though it's a premium price, can't find it, it's not out there. How about option B? You know, I think that's what's going to have to happen in the OEM world, the manufacturing world, the design world. So I know the answer is probably call Smith, but what's a designer to do when he's locked into a part and he just can't get it? Um, you know, that uh, yeah, call Smith is one, um, but I think it's also some of the um, the opportunities, like I talked about, to do something different. You know, is there a redesign? Is there a is there a different part that that can be utilized? Is really the only thing, unless you're so built into one bill of material that you can't shift out of it. Easy to say, but not so easy to do, unfortunately. I know it it, it really is, and I think that's the you said kind of where the future is going. I think the future is going to be, you know, within the limits of keeping things safe and 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 functioning how can we build in some of that flexibility to to quickly adjust if there are any supply chain issues and designing in a single source component might be a fast way out the door exactly exactly all right kirk well thank you very much i appreciate it. this is very enlightening i appreciate your time rich thanks for having me that was Kirk Webby. He is the COO of Smith, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.